When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. What is it, Lassie? What is it, Lassie? What, Timmy? Timmy's what? Timmy Bear? Timmy barely can what? Timmy Bear? Bear? Timmy seen a bear? No, no, no. Oh, oh, wait. Timmy, Timmy, Timmy has lost money in a bear market. Oh, thank you, Lassie. Thank you. There. Lassie's alerted us. There's been a bear market. <laughs> now we know. That's the way you know there's been a bear market when Lassie barks. Why didn't Lassie bark like nine months ago is what I'm thinking. You know, no, it no, see, doesn't do a whole lot nine of months ago, Nine months ago, I did this. Ah, the bell was ringing. The bell was ringing okay. and no one paid any attention. So Lassie had to step up and save the day. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Talking Real Money with Don, uh, Tom, Timmy, and Lassie. <laughs> Hope we don't get sued for copyright infringement on that one. That is not the okay. actual voice of Lassie. Ah, so I, I used a I used a stand-in dog to play the part of Lassie. <laughs> Still standing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That well, was an actor. No that was a matter, voice actor. That was a doggy voice actor okay. playing the part of a fictional Lassie. <laughs> voice. All right. All kidding aside, Mister Mister Mister. Grizzly bear. Um, yeah, I mean, it was if you own stocks, it wasn't a very pleasant week. Thank goodness I was on drugs all week. I didn't yeah, even know. Just keep popping those pills and not looking at the TV uh, oh. because the S&P 500 was down four and a half percent. It's now down about nine percent since June. Wow. Of course, wait, wait. OK, is, now here's the thing. It's down nine yeah. percent since June. So the market went yep. back up over the summer zone, right? It did, yeah. And then it, it went back down again. Yep, yep. How? I'm still. We're retesting I guess I'm, the lows, Don. Is retesting that what that the lows. means? I'm still confused yeah. about the whole bear market. I thought if you hit a bear market, you were done, and you had to you had to go back up and start ah, you over. You got to go again. back up. You got to yeah, go, go back okay. and start again. You got to reset the clock. You know, I really don't know, but I can tell you this: that for the year, for the year 2022. 100% stock portfolio is right now at this very moment, if you do not include Bitcoin, which I know trades every moment, you're down 20% flat. 100% stock portfolio wow. down okay. 20 Right. Okay. That is a bear so, market but, then. Okay. I'll yeah. And if you're 60% in stocks, 40% in bonds, kind of a typical balanced portfolio, you're down 14.5% year to date. This all, of course, due to high inflation, the war in Ukraine, interest rates going up. And Don's lingering recovery. If you're, thirty, wait, if you're 30% in stocks, 20% you know? in bonds, and 50% okay. in crypto, how have you done so <laughs> you better, far? <laughs> you check your retirement account because you're going to keep working for a while. Is I mean, wouldn't that, be, wouldn't that be about a 50% uh, decline over the entire portfolio, even that diversified 40%? Met, met with a guy yesterday whose friend, friend, I'm uh-huh. putting that My in. My hypothetical friend. Friend, um, I, I'd lost. like to ask a question. That's no, not for me. It's for a friend. 
friend. I have a friend who lost a lot of money in Bitcoin. Half a million. Half a million. Determined that they can't retire for a while. No kidding. I probably couldn't retire for a while if I lost half a million. But all right, I'm going to half a million dollars. I'm going to digress for a minute. Please. Why would anybody, anybody with half a brain, put that kind of money into a made-up security slash currency slash dream of someone? Aren't you following this thing? It's been in the journal regularly. Uh, what is it? The uh, the one that's just the wallet that lost all the money? Oh, there's so many Coinbase. Uh, the other one, uh, Celsius or whatever. Oh it yeah, is, Celsius. Or, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. they just had the money stored there, and they went into bankruptcy, and they were pay- they were paying out at one point seventeen percent interest. And then the Russians, of course, <laughs> are running all kinds of Bitcoin Ponzi schemes. And really? Why? There. Why people? You know, and it's funny. The only people I can find online arguing for crypto anymore are the true crypto loons. Like the micro strategy guy who says, oh, it's going to go up $10 trillion in the next few right. weeks. Uh, but you, you hear Jamie Dimon going, uh, guys, I'm, I'm saving I, that one I, for later. I run a big bank. Uh, you paying any attention? Uh, no. Hmm. Anyway, that, yeah. So what do we do? We got a bear market. What are we supposed yeah. to do? Well, okay. You I do think I know. Things. You do a couple of things. First of all, if you have any debt, you pay it off. Yeah. Debt is bad. Number two. Number two, and this comes up, we spend so much time talking about this. You are more efficient with your money. I just looked today. Get your money out of Bank of America, please, because they're paying 0.1 on the money there. You can take it to a high-yield savings account and make 2.75%, no obligate, no minimum, no minimum amount of time, et cetera. You can get a one-year CD for 3%, people, and you don't do it. And then the third one always is the one you were referring to, Don. Know how much risk you're taking and know why you're taking that risk. Most people don't. Yeah, and the problem is some of the things that you think or have believed are safe really aren't. You need to know what the risk is, and that knowing can only be based on lots of history. 855-935-TALK is our number. 855-935-8255. Tom and Don are talking real money. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. And of course, if you... Listen to the bell months ago. You you would not have been in this market. So what would you have done differently? Let's see. You would have known. Let's say you knew in advance. Stocks weren't going to do very well. Well, I want to put my money <laughs> you somewhere. You would have yeah. and you would have known, by the way, because you're you were prescient. We we knew we we're brilliant. You knew that there was going to be rampant inflation. So based on conventional wisdom, conventional wisdom, where should you have put your money? Nine months ago, when you knew the market was going to go down, inflation was going to go up. What would have been the right well, right answer, Tom? Yeah, it wouldn't have been private equity. Which, no, by no, the way, if no. you follow the headlines, <laughs> they're getting ready to reprice all that stuff. That's going to be fun to see the pension funds go through that. It wouldn't have been real estate because we're seeing what's happening, how that's coming apart right now. It would have been this. Well, is but so traditionally, easy. you real estate might have been one. What would the might other have one been, have been? But rising interest rates hadn't worked out. Gold. I mean, gold. this is simple. You put yeah. it all in gold because it's there's a war on. You put it in gold. Inflation's rampant. You put it in gold. Re- recessions here. You put it in gold because that protects you 
when things get ugly, when that times look really, really bad. conventional wisdom. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Now, what's been the inflation rate so far this year, roughly? Nine? Wow. Nine uh, inches. It's about nine percent. Yeah, I think it's about about nine nine percent. That's about right. About nine percent. So that means that if you owned a gold ETF like GLD, the Spider Gold ETF, you own gold, your return should have come pretty close to matching inflation for the year, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. As of Friday, the 10-year, or the the year-to-date, I'm sorry, I'm going to give you 10 years in a minute. The year-to-date average annual return for gold is negative 10.5%. Wait, so it's lost 10% this year, the year 2022? Lost 10% and lost to inflation on top of it. Yeah, huge. But you got the dividends, right? And you got the interest off the gold, all that stuff? uh, Yeah, no. No, gold doesn't pay interest. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The old growth um, there. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. But let's just say maybe, maybe Tom, Tom, as we've said. I got the gold in my ring. As we that. have said over and over again. Yeah. A, a year, less than a year. It's meaningless. meaningless. It is. Return-wise, nothing to pay attention to. I agree. You know, over the last decade, the average annual inflation rate has been a little over 2.5% on average over the 10 years. We haven't had much inflation. until the last year and a half. Very yeah, low. Absolutely. It's been very yep. low. So, of course, gold will have matched that 10-year return. Come on. Sure. Two and sure. a half no percent? Brainer. No brainer. Easy. Average annual return for gold over the past 10 years. Average annual return for gold over the yep. past 10 years. Negative 1.16%. So it really hasn't protected <laughs> you from anything other than it, profits. Again, protected you from profits. Yeah. Uh, Gold has protected exactly. Gold has kept you from making money. Congratulations! Yeah. But you felt good because you woke up every morning and the gold. Is all there. the arguments about buying gold, all of them. I, you know, it's been a long time since we've been yelled at by gold bugs. But it's, it's about coming time. now. You know, yep. we've been mm-hmm. yelled at by crypto bugs a lot or uh, crypto crazies. The gold bugs boomer need to be haters. Yeah, boomers, boomers. <laughs> hey, boomer, you bad boomers. <laughs> you don't know how how it works for us young people who know how to make money. We know. Yeah, we know because lame. we're young and, and we're smarter than you old people. And we've never experienced a darn thing with the market. So we could do anything we want because we haven't experienced anything. <laughs> yeah. life easier. <laughs> okay, Gen Z. Anyway, uh, gold has been a terrible investment now, folks, for over 10 years. Over 10 years. Actually, I hate I take that back. It's been a terrible investment for over 2,000 years. There. That is actually far more accurate. Yeah. I mean, gold, it, it, people still believe that, again, in difficult times, like we're, I guess, in, in mm-hmm. some ways, mm-hmm. right? Right, 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 right. This, the gold should be the safe haven. It should be the place mm-hmm. that you move your money to mm-hmm. that protects you from the horrible storm, not tropical storm ian of course but the horrible we'll get storm that. that is upon us yeah it is upon us so uh, uh, and that has not been uh, the case so no, yeah and, mm, yeah not only has not been the case it really shouldn't be the case because again conventional wisdom is often totally illogical gold has no intrinsic value Gosh, it sounds a lot like some other thing we've been talking about. There's a about. thing. There's a te- electronic thing. Yeah, it's something cur- has no inherent currency. value. It's only valued what we what we claim it's worth. A business, a company, is worth at least the value of its assets. 
And its ability to, to create money. dividends right. and its ability to grow. I mean, there's all kinds of things with a company that could go right. Yeah. Not always, but uh, could. But sure. gold doesn't, it doesn't even make sense. I mean, if you, if you are a, um, um, what are they called now? Gold bug? A survivalist. What are they called? Uh, a prepper. If you're a prepper, you're a prepper. I'm yeah, a prepper. Yeah, you're a prepper. Yeah. We're preppers too. I got some bottles of water in the garage uh, and if some you're frozen a prepper, goods. <laughs> preppers think, well, I'm yeah. gonna when when you when the planet uh, economy falls apart, I'm gonna have my gold and I'm gonna go out there and and eat it. I'm gonna eat it because it's yummy. What are you gonna do with it? <laughs> really? It have any of you ever watched The Walking Dead? I know it's in its like 300th season, but have you ever mm-hmm. watched it? Do you notice the thing Proud they to go say for? I never have, by what the way, do they yeah. go for when they go into a new town? They're looking for canned food, folks. They are they they ignore the money, they ignore the gold. Oh, weapons, they love those too. Weapons yeah. and canned food. You want to prep, those are your preps. Not the, gold. the the point of the matter is this should have been a great year for gold. Oh, the you best. still hear the ads for it being hey, tough time, tough times you got to be in gold. And again, it's proven to be a great disappointment. As a matter of fact, this was supposed to have also been a great deal, a great time for like long, short funds and and hedgy type funds. There was an article at Zach's that said, oh, you should have you should have uh, one of your best bets would have been. I don't know how they got this was the arbitrage fund, the A.R.G.A.X. fund. And uh, so they're they're playing arbitrages both ways, because, you know, if you arbitrage, you make a little money here, you make a little money there. You're not getting greedy. Um, and I don't even know why they suggested it. Um, they claim, and I don't think this is accurate either, that its uh, its expense ratio is only uh, uh, only one point four nine percent. Only Tom. excuse me, oh, only, one and a half. Only one point five. Uh huh. Uh huh. Hold on, let me pull Eesh. it up again because I I went to gold. This for is you. the arbitrage fund. Who operates this? Uh, uh, I don't know. It's called Arbitrage A. Doesn't matter. They're Doesn't making really a lot matter. of money. Uh, their expense ratio is actually 1.74%, oh, 1.63 if they adjust it. So here yeah. we have a fund with a 1.63% expense ratio that's supposed to protect you. It's supposed to do reasonably well in good markets, reasonably well in down markets. And I love looking back at its history, back to 2012. In 2012, the fund returned a quarter of 1%. In 2013, the fund record, uh, returned oh, one, wait, a quarter of 1%. Uh-huh. It returned 1% in 2013. One and a third percent in 2014. Well, it's getting closer to how much you're paying. That's good news. Seven tenths of a percent in 2015. Oh, come on, really? Three percent in 2016. Oh. Two and a half percent in 2017. Oh, good Lord. Two percent in 18. Three and a half in 19. Oh, 2020. Five and a half percent. And how about 2021, which is a great year for stocks? 0.85. When in, in the S&P 500 made over 20. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Exactly. Its five-year oh. average annual return is just slightly above its expense ratio. That's what I was going to say. So, you know, what worked out better so for basically, them or for you? It, yeah, who made all the money with no risk? They made all the money with no risk. This is why we get so angry with this industry, with the financial press. Can you see a trend here? 855-935-TALK. Give us a call. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. 
For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Hi. We, we want to talk about money with you, too. We, we don't just talk among ourselves while you listen in, of course. We like to talk with you about your money, and you can call us live during the show on Saturdays from noon to 2 Pacific Time, 3 to 5 Eastern Time, every Saturday at 855-935-TALK. But the wonder of all wonders is it also works the rest of the day and at night. So you can call in like this. Hey, I normally listen to your podcasts almost every day as they come out. And I've noticed uh, since September 8th, uh, I've not received any new podcasts. I can't tell if my subscription is not working or if for some reason you've not put more podcasts out there. But anyway, I wanted to pose a question. Uh, What's going on? I'm not sure how I'll hear the answer because I generally hear all my questions. If you don't get the podcast, you won't hear the podcast. answer. It's a good chance. Yeah. It, anyway, the, the reality is, is it's okay. not your well, subscription. Well you it's it's Don's wrong. prescription that's not working. <laughs> the subscription's fine. The prescription, <clears throat> yeah, not so yeah. much. I was so kind of in Don's the hospital. Been recovering I was in the hospital I, for most, yeah, for those of, you most of the time between when he, he was missing shows yeah, and, the and eight, called. I was in the hospital. I'm out of the hospital now. You're I don't know better, that if I, I, I don't know if I'm any better, but I'm, no, you look no, better. I'm better. Thanks for that call, though. Thanks for checking in. I'm glad people check in on us. We got a, we got quite a few emails from people saying, "Wait a minute, yeah, I get up every in. morning and there's the podcast we're, that's not there." What the, and you know, I couldn't figure out so. from the hospital how to let people know that I'd be back soon. I'm going. I'm laying here in bed. How can I let them know? <laughs> Smoke signals. Eight five five nine three five talk. That's our phone number. Chuck, you're up. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Oh, yes, I'm here in Boise, Idaho, uh, walking on the green belt on a sunny day, and I just had a thought I wanted to pass along that I uh, have been buying treasury bonds through the auction in uh, my Vanguard account, and I don't know if you've ever mentioned that to people, that it's very easy to uh, to get uh, anywhere from uh, three-week bills to as far out as you want to go, mm-hmm. no commission, and uh, right now they're paying uh, on the one year about 4%, and you can put them in an IRA or a, a Roth. No, you absolutely. Buy those through Treasury you can buy, Direct? No, he, can, he can buy those through his broker. They buy, oh, they buy them at auction. Yeah. They buy them at auction. You can buy brand yeah. new. You can buy brand new paper at auction. You're not buying secondary paper. You can buy brand new so paper. Not, there's no there's, there's no, no markup down. Yeah, there's no spread. Uh, well, the spread is they're bid they're they're bidding against other other traders out there. Ah, makes sense. Yeah. And this is through Vanguard, which yeah. is uh, very convenient. So it's just a few clicks, and uh, they they handle the rest. Can be done through any brokerage account. Of course, we prefer you do it through deep discount brokerage accounts preferably those that don't charge commission at all. But if you're going to buy individual bonds, it's a very good way to buy high-quality treasury paper. It is, though, while you say it's not a lot of work, that may be the case for you, Chuck, but a lot of people would think that a lot of work, which is yeah. they, they, why they, they just buy bond funds. They just buy bond yeah. funds because they yep. want to make one order 
and not have to deal with the maturing of them. Oh, mm-hmm. now, now, what do I do? Uh, do I buy now at the lower, lower rates or do I buy now at the higher rates or whatever that situation is? Right. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, it's just that all the bond funds are taking a long time to get up to the three and four percent range. That the oh, sure. Because at. yeah, because they're still carrying a lot of older paper. Yeah. But thank you for the thank right. you for the tip. It is, is it is valuable. We have not mentioned it in a very 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 no. long time, and it is worth mentioning. Yes, you can buy primary issue securities from the U.S. Treasury at the auctions that take place regularly. They're announced. And you can your broker will put in bids for you on those uh, on those bond, uh, notes. Actually, when we're talking one year, we're it we're on bills. Yeah. On above a year, a we're talking bill. notes, and then above ten, we're talking bonds. So um, they should just call them treasuries and quit this bills, notes, bonds thing because it confuses people. Eight five five nine three five talk. Call us. We're here to take your questions and try to make money a lot easier to deal with than almost anybody else in this blasted industry is. I'm Don. That's Tom talking real money. Tom and Don are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. We're talking real money. And uh, please, please feel free to join us while uh, at least one of us is still here uh, at 855-935-TALK, <laughs> 855-935-8255, because coming up next, Ian. Okay, it's not Oh, really. that's true. Ian will be venturing <laughs> yeah. by and yeah. uh, might be uh-huh. rather disruptive. I, yes. I look at the little, the, yesterday it was like <sighs> nothing. I look today and they yep. go, uh, yeah, uh, Don, you're going to get hit with 110 mile an hour winds next yeah. week. I was showing my daughter the, the I said, you, you look at that spot right there. She goes, doesn't Don, I said, that literally is right over where he lives. That's, Wednesday, that, that 5 p.m. literally time, is his house. That is his house. Yeah, it is. Like, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, Dorothy, get ready to run, would you? It's so funny, too. Uh, my wife went to the grocery store just as a normal course because we were out of milk, milk and bread. She yeah. went, I said, I think, you know, it might be busy when you get there might just be busy yeah so she goes to Publix and walks in and there are no carts the hurricane is already on no carts so she has to go out in the parking lot to find a cart she finds a cart oh boy then what the store is packed Mm -hmm. I had pre-ordered some sliced lunch meats boar's head good good stuff yeah yeah somebody stole them right out of the container they were gone they took them you know they, they put them in a thing and with your name on it okay wait more importantly the toilet paper section? uh no, the only th- well we didn't check toilet paper because we weren't okay. stocking up yeah you're not we're not, you're not stocking up we bought a yeah. half gallon yeah. of milk and bread and meat um but she went down the water aisle because that's where you go to get to the milk yeah and there isn't a bottle of water to be had. Not one. Now, we live in a community that has been hit by multiple hurricanes. We've had a lot of them. Lots. We're a, we're 100 miles inland. Close. 100, mile, 100 feet above sea level. Takes a pretty big wave to get up this high. And yet, the stores are wiped out. And there was a woman in line in front of her crying because, because. she couldn't get water. Debbie goes, where where do you live? She goes, celebration. She goes, we've never lost our water in celebration. And this, by the way, I think this is a great lesson 
for where we are with financial markets. We didn't talk about, we didn't plan this out, but I think it's a great lesson because have we ever been through a bear market before? If you're over the age of, you know, like 30. Yes. Yes. Is the correct answer. Uh, have they have been we bad? Ever, yes. Yeah. Have we ever had difficult financial times? Not that long ago, 2008, they called the Great Recession the worst since the Great Depression. Yes, we have had and some yet, bad times. Have we had inflation people, in most of our lives? Yeah, yeah most of us. Yeah. Uh-huh. Have we had wars overseas? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yet it's no different at the mutual fund aisle than it is at the milk aisle. People, they they, they just feel the sense of urgency, the sense of panic. I got to do something. That is it. That, you nailed it. It is that, exactly. I feel like I need to do something. If I'm not doing something, I am not properly reacting to the crisis. People are, in this town, they're going to start, I guarantee you, this weekend, we're going to start seeing windows boarded up. We've never had a window taken out in this town, ever. We trees come down once sure. in a while. Yeah. We lost a tree and a shingle. A shingle? Yeah. A shingle. One <laughs> shingle. Not the, not the roof. No. The shingle. A shingle. <laughs> so, I mean, again, the message would be the same to the great people of Central Florida as it would be to everyone else who's dealing Calm with down. the financial fallout. Take a deep breath. As I said, though, when we went to the break, here's one thing you should know. You should know that you probably don't how efficient you are with your money because much of your money is now earning 0.1 in a time when you you could get like with basically no risk risk free 2.75 number two you need to know what your risk and what am i talking stock to bond ratio how diversified you are all the, you got to know those things you, but those you should know those all the time if you don't know those eh, you're not doing your job right you're not taking care of your money but this is a good time to know for sure because you may still have to put the plywood up on the windows for what might be next, because it might get worse from here. We don't know. Yeah, but but even if it does, you will have known whether you're likely to have survived it or not based on the past. Did That's you true. survive the last one? And you'll probably survive this one. I mean, anything can happen. Come on. Sure. There could be a meteor embedded in the eye of the hurricane, and it could crush our house flat. Never it's happened been a pleasure before, then, my friend. Never yeah, happened in history. A yeah. sneaky asteroid hid inside a hurricane to n- to take me out. Call Apple. That's the next it movie. I guess. It is really unlikely, though. Really unlikely. Eight five five nine three five. Talk. Call us anytime. Call us live during the show on Saturdays, or call us other times. But right now we're on the air live on a Saturday. If this is Saturday when you're listening to us, this time shifting thing confuses me. Eight five five nine three five. Talk. Tom and Don are talking real money. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. There are live questions which involve a conversation between you and us. Then you can call in questions to 855-935-TALK and record them when we're not live on the air like we are right now between noon and 2 Pacific in Seattle. Or noon and 2 Pacific anywhere, actually. 
It's always, if it's noon to two Pacific time, we're here on Saturday. Three to five Eastern. Not even in a specific spot anywhere. Don't get me going on Central and take the rest of the afternoon to figure that out. I know. Central confuses me. You know, who's in the Central time zone? I I mean, really. Fly over USA. I'm sorry. Ooh, are we going to get notes now? We love you. <laughs> you thought the Bitcoin I used to done. live there. I did, I honest. You, did. you didn't. True. Tom That's never true. did. Tom never no. did. Nope. nope. Sorry. All right. So, but we do have a recorded call. We do. Because somebody oh, okay. somebody does love us, Tom. Okay. Please. Hi, Tom and Don. Love you guys so much. See? Love uh, you guys have the greatest show, uh, really, on uh, I listen to the podcast. Uh, so, thank you for all that you do. I had a question regarding uh, when you guys had said about tax loss harvesting that you might run afoul of the wash sale rule when you have a, a fund that's about 70% uh, composition of another fund. Um, I had heard that maybe it's more that you're just tracking a different index. So even though you might be tracking a total stock market index like VTI uh, that uh, tracks the CRISPR, uh, which has different actually set of stocks um, that represent the total market versus uh, maybe the ITOT, uh, which uh, is a BlackRock product that tracks the Dow Jones total stock market index. And again, track. Okay, I'm going to stop. I know where he's going. Okay, one. Okay, but go back we, first what tax loss harvesting said, is. Okay, tax loss no. harvesting is yeah, when I'll you sell a security yeah. that on which you've lost, you're, you're below where you purchased it, your value's yeah. below where you purchased Booking it. Booking a loss. So yep. you take mm-hmm. the loss. Yeah. Now that loss can now be written off against any future gains, and plus a three thousand dollars a year in yep. ordinary income. But the thing to remember about this is also people get confused about why well, I did it in my IRA. This only counts in brokerage type accounts. You this can't take a loss in your IRA. I know, but people sometimes ask them. Well, but no. there's okay. the wash sale. Yeah. The yeah. wash sale rule states that you may not buy back a substantially. Equal yeah. security within 30 days. You must wait until 31 days. And it's the term substantially equal, and it is not defined. And that what we said was, to, if I remember right, to move from an S&P 500 to a total world index was probably okay. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we said. And I would, I would venture to say if you go from a VTI – to an ITOT, which are based on two different global indexes. I didn't even know the ITOT. That's the Dow yeah, it, World. Yeah, is that the, what you said? The Dow Jones Global. Yep. That those are not going to be identical. And you see, when we get to the we're, what is substantially identical? Uh, personally, I think we're quibbling. I made it really easy. I didn't sell. I, I sold a lot of different funds, small cap, value, emerging, all those things, and I put it all in VT. To write it out, and then I'm going. Which I, is the global, the global Vanguard yeah, right, all right, stock right. fund? Yeah. But exa- for example, if you went from VT to VTI, that would not be substantially equal. No, it would not. And I, I got to ask a question here: Is there some guy like in a windowless office somewhere in Washington D.C. who sits around? Wait, McDonald sold. No, no, that's not. That's not right. I gotta. I gotta fix. I'm gonna write him. He's got to pay taxes on that. It's only if you get audited. Okay, I was going to say, I don't know. No, I mean, it's only if you get audited, and you could make an argument. See, that, that's the thing. It's such a mushy word, substantially. Yeah. What mm. is substantially? Is it 
at the whole idea is if you move from one S&P 500 to a 500 fund to another S&P 500 fund, then that, trouble starts. That That's is correct. substantially equal. Let's yeah. continue his question. Oh, please. Different stock and has actually different number of companies that are invested in. I'm not sure where that 70% came from uh, and if there's actually precedent. where It didn't come from us. Um, the IRS might make a big deal or had maybe mentioned uh, that it might be a big deal. Uh, otherwise, is it still reasonable to uh, use uh, for tax loss harvesting a um, different index um, with a different uh, CO, CU uh, ISP number? Um, just uh, want to hear your thoughts. Uh, also, another question regarding your AVUV, uh, where uh, I myself uh, invest in small cap value using uh, FISVIX, F-I-S-V-X, um, really because the expense ratio is dirt cheap. And is there any evidence or and has anybody ever looked at where using AVUV and paying those extra 30 bips uh, is actually going to give you a premium, whereas you're you know, investing in a, a inferior or less small and less valued companies, but you're saving 30 bips. It's almost like an argument is Jack Bogle, right, where fees matter versus Fama French, right? where, oh, that extra 30 bits in fees is going to be worth getting more small and more valued companies. What is the evidence that Jack Bogle is wrong and Fama French would be right, where FISBIX is not going to be as good as ABUV in the future? Thanks for your thoughts. Thank you for okay, your call. I've just looked up FISBX, First Investor Special Situations. I don't think that's what he meant. I okay, think he's. I, I like, think he means mm. another small cap value fund. Okay, and I, but this I, is an interesting question. Yeah, actually, I think you can answer the question without. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know if I can. I mean, it, the answer is I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't because do what my personal belief is. Yes, having more small, more value over time will add more to your returns. A spe thirty basis point three zero. We're not allowed to say the basis anymore. Point three zero. Oops. Well, three. <laughs> I would suspect that you would make more by holding a fund that has substantially more. It's smaller, small, more value, value than uh, again, than uh, than paying a little less and owning one that's just kind of small. Yeah, the trick, the problem, I'm going to lean over to my mic in a minute because I, I, I can't move my head the way I no, used to. No, don't move your head. Band, yeah. Hold on. Um, I was hoping he so was going to So it's a question talk. of how much is how much. I was hoping he was going to talk a little longer. But whatever. Uh, okay, hold on. I'm bringing up Vanguard small cap value, which is the lower cost of the two. The Vanguard small cap value. Is that the VBR? Uh, yes. I'm just making sure I have the right. That's their ET exchange traded fund VBR. Yeah, I yeah. just want to make sure I got the expense ratio right here. Victor Bravo Alpha. So we're going to use that as a proxy. We'll use that. Yeah, sure. Uh, the the return last year here and this is still anecdotal because there is yeah, no too evidence short. too short but in 2021 the vanguard small cap value the vbr returned 28 percent avuv how much 42 percent that's pretty big delta pardon me difference yeah but yeah. that's one year 2020 vanguard small cap value 5.87 AVUV, 6.39. Year-to-date this year, Vanguard small cap value down 17. AVUV down 15.7.
And by the way, that may just be reflective of the fact that more deeply discounted value stocks have done better mm-hmm. than those not as deeply. And that may be a very, very short term thing. So this, I believe, I though, that Fama and French would argue pretty effectively based on their data, which I don't have sitting in front of me, that the smaller, small and value value is actually worth that trade off. They would. Mm-hmm. I believe you're correct. Yeah. It becomes a trade-off there by point because three, and I'm you're gonna, dramatically increasing risk, and it's all about increasing risk. You don't get higher returns in a vacuum. You have to increase your risk, and then you get higher returns. Funny how that works. Tom and Don are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life, either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Yeah, well, if you remember the show uh, Game of Thrones, you know they're always walking around saying winter is coming. You've never lived through winter. It's always been summer. Maybe you're living through winter right now. Maybe winter is going to be far worse than all that we're in in terms of the financial markets. But as I mentioned a few minutes ago, you really got to know where you are. You got to know your asset allocation. You know, got to know how much risk you're taking. You got to know how much you're paying others. If you don't know that, eh, you don't know where you're going to end up during the winter or after the winter. So get a look at all that. We give you a free hour. One of our advisors from Appella will take care of you. Easy to set up. Simply go to vestry.com, V is in victory, E is in Edward, S-T-O-R-Y.com. Click on make an appointment, vestry.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.